Okay, everybody. Thanks for coming to the uh, PACT update panel here. Um, Randy. I'm Randy Gallegos. Uh, I was also here last year. I'll try to talk as much as I did last year. <laughs> I'm uh, Mike Sass. Uh, Aaron Miller. Uh, Jim Patley. So what we're going to do is, uh, for the people who don't really know what PACT is, if, if they just heard the name and, and uh, need an update on from the, the ground up, what exactly it is, uh, Randy's going to talk yeah. about that. Well, maybe I can ask, is there anyone here who's kind of new to PACT and doesn't really know what we're up to, or are you guys pretty much already on board with what we're doing? You need, you'd like some more? Okay, There's a couple of guys. Uh, so we started last year, we, we kind of came together and had a panel at last year's uh, Eluxicon, and going into it, we had just recently kind of put our heads together and thought about some things that we could do for the betterment of illustrators in the industry. And one of the things we decided might be a, a very useful thing was to be have a to have a web tool that illustrators could go, especially within our genre primarily, and eventually maybe spreading out beyond that, could go in and begin to uh, express through ratings, uh, anonymous or otherwise, at the time we weren't sure how we'd do it, um, be able to rate different companies on how they pay, what kind of rights they buy, ease of work, things along those lines, so that we could, in a, for, in a more formalized way, get a metric that everyone could see through multiple experiences of how illustrators had dealt with clients and start to see you know, a rating system, begin to learn who the good players are, who bad players are, uh, at the same time kind of having a soft influence on the industry itself because as ratings in companies would go up or down, various companies might start losing illustrators to better companies who were treating artists better, frankly. Um, so it was kind of a kind of market-based, really, um, approach to applying pressure to companies because it's really hard to organize this formally. So by just gathering all of our experiences in a way that um, we could then you know, mine the data and present it and you could actually just see some objective standards of how various companies were doing. So that's what we threw together last year, and we you know, talked about how some ways you might do that. We got some feedback on that. And then we started a Facebook page, which through the year was our main way of disseminating information, which included um, industry news, things, articles we find online about just living as a professional illustrator, challenges, anything that we thought might be relevant to living as a, uh, doing work as a creative, uh, getting feedback from yourselves, and um, picked up a lot of new people aboard through that which culminated in the fundraiser, which kind of, I think it maybe had been discussed at the talk last year, that eventually we're going to have to get this yeah. funded somehow. Um, sometime between then and when that started to happen, we picked up a lot of new people just at the Facebook page who didn't really know that that's what the end goal had been from the beginning. So, you know, there we had to kind of re-educate people along the way that, you know, this is kind of what we've been building to. It wasn't just a Facebook page for putting out information to people, that there was this larger thing that we were going to try to get to. Then we did it. A lot of you um, contributed to that and helped out with that, and so that was successful, thankfully. This would be a very different talk if it hadn't been. Uh, so now we can kind of maybe to catch up a little bit and, and uh, let people know where we've gone from then. Yeah, so first of all, um, we did get funded, obviously. About a week before uh, funding deadline, we were all basically writing it off. It was like, It was okay. pretty grim. Uh, <laughs> First month was pretty grim, but then the first uh, day was great. Yeah, first day we were <laughs> first excited. Day we were. After that, it got pretty grim. But towards the end, everybody really came together, and just the generosity of artists of what they donated and contributed was really pretty overwhelming. 
So that was the first thing we wanted to do here was to thank everybody that, you know, got memberships, got T-shirts or donated art or whatever. I mean, people really helped out, and that was the only way that this would have possibly happened. Like, it would have been impossible if one of us just tried to do it ourselves or even just the four of us, it wouldn't have been possible. Or with, well, Todd's not here, but even with Todd, too. We really needed everybody's help, and that was the big thing that put us over the top in the end. And especially Pat and Jeannie's generous donation, which we were all knocked on our ass when they donated a Donato painting for no asked for nothing, just gave us a Donato to sell. So, yeah, and artists, you know, Cynthia, Noah, others gave your time for mentoring sessions. People, uh, Eric just donated uh, his time to do custom portraits. There was, I mean, these are $1,000 items that people are donating on behalf of this entity getting funded and coming to reality. So it's and they're, a yeah, they're asking for nothing in return, which was pretty overwhelming. And what we saw, you know, in the final push of PACT was just everybody came on board right at the end and it was a real, you know, I guess love fest or whatever. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> everybody felt and saw the need and, and it, it really flew past the, uh, the goals quite easily. Um, so at this point then, Jim has been sort of um, taking on the role. Uh, it was Jim's inception, inception from the beginning and, and Jim's dealing with the nuts and bolts of, of uh, the web development and, and the legal issues and the fulfilling of uh, of uh, people's Kickstarter funds. Uh, so Jim's going to talk about now sort of the nuts and bolts of what's being developed. Um, first of all, one of the features of the site is a uh, an anonymous and public profile. Yeah, because at first we thought we would just keep it anonymous, but we got some feedback that people wanted, uh, you know, wanted to be known that it was them posting reviews and stuff, so we decided to do, uh, you can choose to be anonymous. You're, everybody, when the thing starts, you'll have a profile page, which will fill out all your information, how long you've been working, uh, all kinds of, there'll be a very detailed questionnaire so we can get a really good core sample of information that will be useful down the line. And you'll be able to decide if you want to be anonymous or if you want people to know who you are. And it'll it'll default at anonymous, right? But then if you click OK, you know I want people to know who I am. You'll be able to have a little avatar and your name and all kinds of stuff. So, but that's mainly for information gathering for us because we need to keep track of who's on there and what they're saying is actually legitimate and that's who they are. So. You're probably going to have to provide like a website or a link to something that proves that you are who you say you are and you're a professional and you're working in this industry. And if you're not a professional, that's fine. You can still be on there and check things out. But, you know, we need to keep an eye so that people are not coming in and posting reviews that are inaccurate. So that's, that's a big thing uh, with that. So then uh, you were saying we're going to have couple images in our profile? Yeah, you can have a couple of images, you know, so people can see your work. You'll be able to be followed. So say that, you know, you write really cogent and intelligent reviews and somebody reads it and they're like, wow, this was really helpful to me. They'll be able to follow you 
and then every time you post a new review, it'll shoot that person a message saying, it's got your following, has a new review, and you can go check that out. But to be clear, uh, we're not talking images that denote a portfolio site or a way to promote yourself. This is not... Yeah, it's not for that at all. But it's a way to have, you know, a profile and a bit of personalization. Yeah. Um, now, how are the reviews rated? Let's get into that. Yeah, the reviews are going to be weighted. So not every review is going to have the same weight towards that company. Uh, it'll be based on how long you've been working in the industry. If you've been working for 20 years in this industry, your review is going to carry a little more weight than a guy who's just been doing it for one year. Uh, also, when you once you've written your review and it's out there, there'll be a thing off to the side for other members that they can click a thumbs up or a thumbs down whether your review was helpful to them. And the more thumbs up you get, the more weight your review will carry towards that company. And also, there'll be some time features in place if we're around for a while, which I hope we are, uh, that, you know, the longer a review is up, you know, as it moves down, it'll carry a little less weight. So newer reviews, as companies change and maybe they become better companies, their reviews will get a little better, so those old reviews will start to drop off a little bit and not carry as much weight. So that's a lot of that's a lot of algorithms that the web company has to build, which is taking some time. Which is why we'd like I'd like to have been a little bit farther than we are in the web building process, but some of this stuff is pretty tricky, and it's going to take them a little time to figure out how to get all that done. Uh, next is talking about the searchability. Yeah, the company who's building this website is really good, and they're going to make it so whatever you type in is going to you know, bring up a list of articles or reviews or whatever. So you're going to be able to search. You can search by company. You can search by topic. It'll be very searchable. And you, you know, whatever you need to find, it's going to be pretty easy to find that information. Um, next, you know, we, we don't want this to be, as we stated from the beginning, uh, like a, a blunt tool or something that is um, something that's going against companies purely. We, we realize it's a small community and that we, the art directors are basically on our side. Um, so we're going to have an, an art director corner as part of the site. Yeah, we're going to try and gather as much information as we can from art directors about what they expect from us as professionals so that, you know, there's going to be a lot of students and, and people early on in their career coming to this site, and this is information that they're going to need to know. Like, what should your portfolio be like when you present it? What should your website be like? You know, how should your, what's your email etiquette like when you approach an art director? You know, all kinds of articles like that will be in there. And they'll be written by you know, active art directors in this industry. And, and not just like the normal content we see all the time, but packed specific content that is generated by um, like questions that the members have and, and things that people maybe discuss in small forums. So things that are more business centric or more uh, specific. So responding to the community questions. Yeah, and we'll have uh, emails that you can you know, send us an email. If you have a topic that you'd like to see an article on, you can just email us, and then we'll work to find somebody to answer those questions and then to post that article. All right, and then during the beta phase, there's going to be an actual forum 
but that's not intended to be permanent since forums can get really messy really fast so just for people in the beta phase you can we'll, we'll that open discussion will be there so that we can just talk about how to fix the site or make yeah. it work better for everyone if, or if there's an idea that we hadn't even thought of yeah so the, the beta phase will be sort of the only time in the site that there is a forum like we don't want the site to become a social network we don't want the site to become a place for self-promotion or personal uh, vendettas yeah, yeah we, we the, the thing we're really trying to stay away from is just angry arguing about topics I don't that's a waste of time, and you can do that on a million other sites, so go there and do that. This site is for information for artists, and that's really all I want it to be. So, so the beta we're thinking is maybe a, a three-month period. Yeah, the beta is going to be three months, and like I said, then there'll be a forum, so you can say, I don't really like this part of it, or we'd like to see this added. And then once that period is over... There'll be a little lag time so that we catch up on what everybody's looking to have in the site. Like big issues will get taken care of in that lag time, which will probably only be like a month. But they'll, you know, the web company will get all that fixed up, and then once the site is up, maybe littler tweaks that people had mentioned, we'll get those implemented. You know, as we're live and moving, and hopefully it'll. By that time, you know, it'll really be a site that everybody's happy with and you'll be able to get all the information that you're looking for through this one site. So one of the things we're going to do is have a, a variety of articles that haven't been seen before. So really nuts and bolts articles that we're going to pay for. So part of PACT is that we're trying to stem the tide of, of, of people getting work for free and, and sort of the loosey-goosey aspects of professionalism in this industry. So we're going to pay for articles by professionals, uh, articles on such things as like law, accounting, finance. Um, I had a thought of an interesting series of, say, profiles of sustainability. So uh, anonymous profiles of how people in the industry over time have managed to work. What, what are their personal finances like? Just to take away the veil of, uh, you know, of people's lives and so you can really see what are people's incomes, what are their expenses and, and what are the ways that people in the industry, um, what are the factors in their lifestyle have allowed them to do this. So if you see common aspects uh, that have allowed people to be freelance illustrators for a long time, you know you should pursue those aspects as well yourself. There'll be like templates, like, you know, there'll be something about, well, what if you have kids as opposed to if you don't have kids? You know, there's certain financial concerns, obviously, if you have children that you really need to think about if you're going to go into this industry. A lot of the problems in the industry are, are caused or are the result of, uh, you know, generally young people wanting to get into the industry at any cost and being very short-sighted in terms of how their decisions of taking low-paying work are going to affect the industry, but also the fact that what they're doing is just not sustainable. Their lives will change, get more complicated, more expensive. And so just to show people this is what your life is going to look like. You know, We need to talk to people at all levels. There's going to be experienced people. There's going to be kids in college that need information that the rest of us might seem uh, you know, a no-brainer, but they, they should know some general things about accounting, taxes, you know, and what to expect as a professional going forward. 
I mean, you'd, and, be, uh, you'd be surprised, even like middle-level artists, and how many of them really have not taken serious hard looks at their finances and what financial pictures look like 20, 30 years down the line, or even stop to think that 20, 30 years down the line exists, you know, and that it's something they'll have to deal with in an, in an industry that changes constantly, and who knows what kind of opportunities will even be around, will styles have changed, and you won't be able to work in it anymore. I mean, we like to think we'll work all our lives, but, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. And uh, I also have uh, our lawyer is already working on an article about uh, approaching a lawyer yourself. You know, if you haven't been paid, you know, it's 90 days after they said they were going to pay you and they haven't paid. I think a lot of people are really afraid of approaching a lawyer, but it's not that scary and it's not as expensive as you think it is. And I've had many art directors tell me that once that letter comes in from a law firm, you're they pay that person immediately. So it's, it's a really cheap solution to get your money. You know, if you got a few thousand dollars outstanding from a company and you can get your lawyer to send them a letter for 50 bucks, that's 50 bucks well spent. Well, part of the site that we discussed is that we we're going to have a list of lawyers that, um, not pro bono or anything, but they're volunteering to sort of help this industry or they've, they've made it known to us that they're going to, um, you know, provide services for these things. And there'll be, you know, there'll probably be five to ten common things that we can maybe get templates for. Yeah, the lawyer who's doing all the work now writing the sample contracts is doing it for a very reasonable rate. So it's, it's, it's lawyers are not as scary and they're not going to charge you $5,000 for a letter. The point of this is a lot of these issues will be small potatoes. They're not going to be the kinds of issues that are going to be taken to the nth degree of lawsuits and whatnot. One of the, uh, the really effective and popular things uh, in the development of the funding of uh, the Indiegogo campaign was the, uh, the protege packages. Um, I guess we've, we've seen that uh, there's, a, there's a fairly big demand for education generally and for, um, for one-on-one sort of mentorship. So we're thinking... Uh, maybe a permanent protege opportunity section. Yeah, we're thinking about offering, you know, to certain artists to come on there and say, okay, this month I have maybe four slots open that it could be hour-long Skype sessions, and say we would offer that to 20 artists so they would rotate. So it would be like this month there's six artists, you know, Todd and a few other guys for that month would be six, and then young artists can come on and buy those slots and the artists would get 80% and we would get like 20%. And then that every month that would rotate. So, you know, again, this we wanted the site to be educational and you would be able to get all the information you can. So we thought that that would be a valuable asset for people coming on there. And like Mike said, the, the protege part of the Indiegogo did so well, we feel like that there's a demand for that. But instead of having to go to everybody's individual website to see if they do something like that. We just get all the guys who are interested in doing that in one spot. And then those artists might have different uh, different ways that they work, so they might not have the capability of doing the same things another artist has. So they might have just some specifics that they, they'd prefer to cover. So even if you let's say you want like a, a traditional mentorship, not every traditional artist would be able to offer it because of equipment. So 
but that doesn't mean that that particular artist doesn't have something to offer. Um, and it could be just, hey, I want to talk business with you for an hour. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, if, if you're contacting one of the artists, you don't necessarily have to ask them just about art or, you know, can you do a paint over on my thing or whatever. You can ask them about anything you want, like all the stuff we're talking about, finances and if they've ever had to get money out of a client or anything you wanted to ask them, we want to try and open it up to all those areas. Yeah, like part of PACT is just sort of pulling the veil away from, you know, all the parts of the industry that aren't really talked about and to make it clear to people going forward the realities of what it's like to be a, a working freelance artist. So, I mean, direct conversation like that, one-on-one, uh, it's, it's been proven to be very valuable and, and in demand. So we're going to, we have an idea to continue that going forward. Um, the last thing we're going to talk about is basically... Um, the involvement of, of us and, and uh, who's going to run PACT. So um, Jim has been the one who has spearheaded it from the beginning. And uh, when we had our little breakfast meeting at IlexCon last year, we didn't know if it was going to take off at all. We didn't know it could have just been an hour at IlexCon and that's it. Uh, but it flew off you know, the shelf here. So uh, it took us an entire year now, the four of us, to organize online and, and make the Kickstarter successful. Um, but, you know, we didn't really sign up to do this for our entire lives. So, um, to be Jim, clear, like a few months before our first talk at AlexCon, when this was just going to be a talk about the state of the industry, I mean, that was at the time, that was really how, what originally thought we were going to do. There were a lot of other artists on that list who just, you know, didn't really want to, you know, didn't feel like they wanted to be a part of that panel or, you know, wanted to feel like they had a lot to contribute. And so we're the ones that got roped into it. And then as we talked about it, it just turned into this. And so, I mean, really, it's not like we had this, like, grand plan to, you know, to make this pack thing. But as we talked, you know, we realized that there was some need for us to put our heads together and try to do something. So, I mean, we're here almost by accident. A year and a half ago, we had no thought we were going to be doing this, and here we are. Yeah, so a lot of artists kind of chickened out because they didn't want to be... (laughs) I didn't want to be on it originally. I got pulled in last second. During the the Indiegogo funding and, and the process of the past year, that's been sort of the major battle of communication that we've run into is people seeing PACT as a business and like I haven't got paid one cent right and we've been doing this for an entire year yeah I mean I've been working on this pretty extensively over the past year and I haven't taken a dime out of anything and I've given up sold artwork from my personal collection as rewards I'm doing all kinds of drawings for people as rewards and I won't take any money for that if this down the road, you know, makes money, then I will start to take a salary because I'm putting a lot of time into this. But uh, right now, it's pretty much all volunteer. Yeah, and, and he should take a salary. And like we said, PACT uh, will pay for the advice and for the articles that are written. It, it, the whole thing is about bringing everything above board and not having this sort of loosey-goosey financial approach to this industry. Um, so going forward... It's basically Jim's baby now. Like it's, we didn't sign on to do this for the rest of our lives. Um, we're all busy illustrators, so and I'm not. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's going to be some just basic factual articles that I will post, but they'll be about specific companies. So that could have a backlash. And since I'm kind of moving out of the illustration and into the fine art. I'm willing to take that heat, and I don't want these guys to have to take that heat. So they'll just kind of step back now and 
you know, I'll kind of take um, the leading role and oversee things. But there will be artists uh, on a volunteer basis still helping me out and, you know, moderating things, make sure people are on the up and up and who they say they are and that posts are, you know, not people just ranting and stuff like that. If there's any trouble being caused, it's being caused by me. <laughs> so if there's anyone here actually who does in the future maybe think they want to, you know, have a little bit of help or, you know, pitch a hand in, talk to Jim because, you know... Yeah, I mean, I will need I will need some help moderating because that's going to be very time consuming, and I still would like to draw every once in a while or paint. So, so at this point, do we have any questions about Pact going forward? Who will you actually be able to write? Where? Anyway, who who will be being writing? Who will be writing open articles? Just the big. The no, rated, rated, rated. rated. Oh, you will be you able to rate, rate anybody any company that you've worked with. In the world. That you yes, work in the world, with. worldwide. Yeah, yes. we want this very much to be a worldwide international uh, site. Right, though yeah. we're, the, I, I think we can all agree that the focus right now is just in, the, in this genre. Um, and, you know, if, if this thing really works, there's potential it can expand into other genres but our genre just has the the low pay stigma uh, compared to a lot of other well we only know what we know we, we can't right. talk I about can't, I can't dark. moderate a children's book section because I just don't know anything about it but if this goes well and we grow then I can bring people in who do know those areas and we can expand out into the, that world a little bit if there's anything we've seen is that there is a demand and people are very interested in this sort of sustainability and we know that it extends into comic art, other fields of related illustration. And just organically as, you know, to the extent that illustrators are able to add new clients and, you know, however new clients are added to the system. Um, most of us have, you know, share clients in common that are working within this industry, but then there's a few outliers that each of us have found over the years, and you know, as some of those outlying clients, sometimes not, you know, full-time working on fantasy stuff, get added to the database, it actually naturally becomes a broader tool for illustrators in general. And, I mean, so even though we might not have a directed push to make it a bigger and wider umbrella, I think it'll just become one naturally. I have a question, I know a long time ago, Aaron and Mike and some other people, we all had kind of a document, like a Google Docs thing, where we listed this kind of information. Yeah, I think we did too. It was like we called it the master client list, and it was basically just a quick, at a glance, you know, alphabetical list of companies that we all work for, what they pay. It's the same kind of information that you're. Right. Doing. Well, that's the whole idea. It so is, that yeah, it's basically everyone's in on it now. It's crowdsourced. But uh, is there going to be? <laughs> Is there going to be like a, um, a search function for that kind of thing? Like, let's say, like, you don't want to read through a bunch of reviews, you just want at a glance information, uh, or you're looking for a company that works in a specific pay range. Can you use a search function on Pact to? to well, you can, you can search by company, and then you'll just see their overall number right away. Yeah. You won't have to pour through the reviews. But instead of searching for companies, can you search by pay range and, and other criteria? Well, yeah, we had talked about that idea where you could do it by pay, by rating, mm -hmm. 
it may not necessarily be by like a number though, because right. people might, won't be putting that information yeah, necessarily. But like a rate, scale. you could sort by criteria, perhaps. Like that maybe is I something that, that we've talked about. Helpful. And yeah. one company will have tiers of jobs. They'll have half pagers, quarter pagers, spots, yeah. covers. Right. So a lot of this stuff is is beta hashing. It's sure. going to come out through just doing it and making it. There's no master plan for every little detail. So, you know, it's a community effort, right? That's the number one point. Well, yeah, we did talk about that because you're going to want, you're like, oh, who's the best guy? Who, who's at the top? Then you can work down. Well, right. And that depends on your priorities, too. I mean, is it purely pay? Is it flexibility? Do you want to keep your rights? You know, so being able to sort by different criteria hopefully will be, you know, something that's useful. Do you want to talk about sort of the initial effectiveness of this? Uh, yeah, I mean, even just since we started the Facebook page, I've had meetings with quite a few uh, art directors uh, just saying that our constant posting about not taking $100 jobs and how it's just not beneficial to you in any way, shape, or form has made their jobs a lot harder. Like, a lot of people are saying no. So even before we have this page up, we're already starting to have an effect. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to be nice to them and, and keep things uh, amiable, but, you know, they're, they're feeling the crunch, and if we can continue that, I think we can really start to make some small steps pretty early uh, with some of the bigger perpetrators, if you will, um, in getting them... They're not going to come up a lot, but they'll come up a little because it's really bad for them right now. They're having a hard time. And one of the things, too, we talked about, we waffled about bringing this up, but if companies want to have any sort of, I don't know, job postings, but any sort of access to the site, they have to sort of have this level of standard before they can sort of access the artists on the site or be able to promote their company. So that right away will give like would we say a checklist or whatever yeah because companies have said asked me will we be able to have job postings on your site and I we had a lot of debate about it I was iffy about it but I think we may do it maybe six months or a year down the line once the site is, is going pretty well but what we're going to do is have a sheet that they have to fill out where they're very specific about what rights they want their kind of pay range for the project and then we'll go through that and see if we think that that is worth posting on the site or not. Yes? Um, I know on TripAdvisor, companies, uh, hotels can respond to reviews. Will we be doing that as well where they can kind of explain or something like that? We, yeah, we are. Uh, I've talked to a few of the companies and what we'll do is through that AD corner, we'll let art directors explain um, you know, maybe why they feel that their rate is fair and all of the th things that are involved in a company that maybe artists don't know about that um, puts their rate where it is. So they will be able to talk a little bit about, you know, why they are where they're at. Yeah, like we don't know all the nuances of their business. We don't know their finances, their corporate finances. We don't know all the little things behind the scenes that may be valid. So we don't want to be, you know, unduly harsh or, or just have, you know, these tools which which don't have a, 
a conversation going. So. We'll let them respond in that regard, but they won't be able to respond to like specific reviews or anything like that. So, do we have any other questions on uh, the website? And things in particular you might that you'd like to see that haven't been brought up. U.S. and U.K. laws are very different. Yeah, that's that's going to be difficult at first. It's, it's going to be a little on that side of things. It's going to be a little U.S. based at first, but. If we expand and we can get information from various people in various countries what their copyright law is like, then we would definitely include that information on the site. Particularly if you know, and if you, if you know folks, you know, in the UK, you know, you know, legal people or whatever that can contact us. I mean, we why yeah, not? Yeah, any information that you could bring to us, we would value very much.